Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. So, yeah, so I was watching, uh, I remember what I was going to say now. I was watching, uh, a friend of the pod, Cameron, showed me Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I came in. Yeah. I came in, like, um, um, season two, like, late season two, and he's just explained everything to me. He's like, oh, yeah, she's got superpowers because it's the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he just, like, explains the whole thing to me. And I was thinking about it because that show's got vampires and demons and werewolves and stuff, and I'm like, you know... As a horror guy, you'll probably appreciate this thought processes. Um, I think every single monster that, like, in literature or, or whatever, like, that's been invented has been, like, a, a, uh, what, like, an archetype of something. So, like, the, the vampire is, like, this rich aristocrat who preys on the peasants, right? Which is pretty, okay. which is pretty, like, you know, um, it's like a social commentary. I think most monsters are social commentaries, I feel like. Yeah. So, like, the vampires, you know, they they have to be invited in, so you have to, like, be willing to, like, accept them. But then they also are, like, creatures of the night, and they suck blood, and typically, like, what they do is they, they go after the lower uh, a lower class of people, right? And this is a, a comparison that's been made multiple times about vampires, yeah. but, like, werewolves, you know, are, like, there's an inherent beast inside all of us. Yes. And so even, yes. no, even if you're a good person, you still have like a, you can still have a beast yes. inside you. Yeah. And, uh, zombies of course are pretty easy to, it's like the, the masses, right? Like the, the, the mass of people can turn into a horde really quickly. And especially like, like recently there's a good, um, uh, the Chapo guys are talking about every now and then like the walking dead, like all these sort of zombie franchises, like becoming very popular in like the aughts, you know, like the, this, new millennium um and it just it just presupposes a, a world where like we've just lost like the, the the folks in charge the sort of waspy types have just lost everything and so especially the walking dead is just about like taking it back like reclaiming it by like yeah by killing the masses like the, and, the mindless horde has to go i did come up with this thing though it's kind of funny i was like all right so let's go through these monsters and figure out what like what fear is it playing on that's in the real world it's like yeah. creature of the black lagoon it's like the fear of the unknown in the deep like we don't know what's you know in, in the ocean and also, scary and stuff the, but um the yeah the gill man is like too uh there was like a span of movies um that sort of the uh, like with him and like with other sort of types like him, um, it always involved like sort of white explorers and then, you know, whatever the creature comes and like will st- usually like steal a white woman. Ah, it's a black then, man. Yeah. And, and it played on like this notion of like colonial peoples, um, like, like, yeah, just like being beastly and They're stealing all savages and like miscegenation, like, like spreading their, like conquering, like our women, like that, like that being a part. Well, that's King Kong, you know, right? That too. Yeah. King Kong. Yeah. King Kong is definitely coded a certain way. And yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And of course, Godzilla is like, you know, nukes and everything. And I was like yes. thinking about all these things, but what's funny is I come to this conclusion. I'm like, what is a, uh, what is Phantom of the Opera? It's like, Oh, it's a guy who doesn't get pussy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, but, uh, Buffy's good so far. Yeah. Um, it's fun. When's that? When did that show air? 90s. In the 90s. Like Kung Fu like, Vampires, like yeah. hot Sarah Michelle Gellar. So come on. Like what yeah. more do you want? There's a character named Spike who's just like. Yeah. Does he, he has like like the like the frosted tips. Yeah. Right. He's a British dickhead. Well, he have the, he's, he's got platinum blonde hair. Ah, that's it. Yeah. Seth Green's character, Oz, has the yeah. frosted tips. And he's a werewolf. Is Chris Hard Was Chris Hardwick on that show? I, I don't know. I, I feel like. He, I haven't met him yet and I'm in season four or so. Okay. Know. I thought I, you meant like I haven't met met Chris Hardwick in real life. I'm like you don't well, want to. You do not want to meet him in real life. Especially yeah, he probably if you're told a me and you're in a he's in a relationship. Okay, right. so was that ever like no? That was so apparently the the one the the the, the conversation that or the um the allegations that uh, his ex had about him weren't true. Apparently, based on what? Huh? Who said they weren't true? Who who said they weren't true? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. It was like, I think it was, she came out and was like. I know she wrote an article. She wrote an article talking about how he was like. Chris Hardwick's 
penis is so small I felt abused by it. Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't as fun as that. It no, was I know. I, know. I'm, I'm, I don't remember what it was now. It's just like I remember reading that it wasn't. Like, cause he denied it and it was like, everyone was like, like going to cancel him. And then like all these, all the people who went to cancel him, like the people who said, who like immediately believed her or whatever, found out that she, she was like making certain things up about it. Like, it's not that he wasn't a shithead, but like, it was that what she was saying was like, it might not have gone as far as. Right. It was, it was definitely like fabricated. And then then like all these outlets were like, were rushing to publish the, we're sorry. We should have listened to Chris Hardwick's side too, before canceling. Do you remember exactly what the allegations were? I I do. Cause I totally forget. So like he was abusive, right? He was like, he was was like verbal. He's very controlling. Yeah. Yeah, He's very controlling. He's an alcoholic, which I, that, I I mean, I believe the dude's an alcoholic. Sure. Um, Why not? But um, yeah, the whole thing was that like he like uh, the uh, abusive in the sense that he controlled like every facet, like her, like fat, like pretty much like who she could hang out with and who she, she could talk to. And, and I mean, sorts of, uh, Chloe Dixon, right? That's in I think so. not in defense, but just like comparing. We know the shit Elon Musk has done to his two former wives and now yes. Grimes. Yeah. Like. That motherfucker, if 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 Elon Musk hasn't been, quote, canceled yet, then, I mean, Chris Hardwick, like, I don't know if he's done anything. Well, honestly, else, why know? are we canceling him for being abusive towards women? We should cancel him for his terrible comedy for talking about sucking, for being a, a, like <laughs> the a, worst a psychopath. Welcome he, to the talking dead. Yeah, oh, I'm so epic. I'm a white guy who's nerdy. Oh, isn't that special? Like, like, like so Star Wars yeah. is. Yeah. And he. Yeah. I remember listening to the nerdist and uh after a while it got to where i was like okay dude like i knew he was a grifter because i was like you can't like everything he's just yeah. like no i actually liked it it's like no you come on and like i've read i like um because mm-hmm. around that time like uh other people were like yeah well here's some like hints that he may be shitty it's like when he t- would talk about like joss whedon got canceled yeah well j- for what for being super fucking creepy he got me too. Yeah, so, I can. I can believe. I well, what's hilarious is I was like, "How did you guys not know?" Like it was just yeah, exactly. even before, yeah. even before it came out, yeah. and before like the uh, before his wife wrote the whole thing. I don't know if you have read that or not, but his wife wrote. Um, she said that everyone thinks Josh Whedon's a feminist, but it turns out that he's using his platform of feminism yeah. to like recruit young girls. Like he's and, like, like the, the the prototypical like. I was like, "Have you guys yeah. seen Dollhouse?" Yeah. I was like, Dollhouse is just a show that he invented to talk about how much he wants to fuck Elijah Dushku. Like, yeah. just 100%. It's like, this woman has to do everything you say. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an all right show. It's just like, and she's awesome right. and she's hot or whatever, yeah. but like, it's still like, he made that show just there, so he could there fuck are her. signs is what, is what we have to say here. Right. When you, if you're a white, if you're a white guy who likes nerdy things, then there's a forty percent chance. And you're in showbiz, like Chris. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing is though, like his, his, oh, yes. and his and father yes. and his grandfather wrote for TV, and then yeah. he writes for like, TV. Chris Hardwick in a vacuum is is just a nerdy guy. He's but probably Chris an incel. in showbiz with power. With power, yes. He's tasted human meat. I'm certain of it. <laughs> As has like 75% of Hollywood. But I, I watch him on the wall and I'm like, that dude like goes back into his dresser and like feasts on like. What's a, the wall? Oh, do, have I not talked about this? No. Like, like the wall is like, it's in the same vein as like, it's like, it's like taking Ellen's skit, right? Where it's like, you know, you drop people down a fucking hole or something while you answer trivia questions. But the idea is like it's Plinko with trivia in it. But you have like a pair of people and like the first bit is like I, I watched like some of it with my girlfriend once and the the tone of it, like the vibe it gave off immediately like freaked me out. Cause it's like <laughs> you come out there, it's like, okay, here's your trivia questions. You answer, you get it right, okay. Uh drop the ball down. And they drop it down, and then the two people run up to the wall screaming, going, go here, go here. There's like there's like falling on their knees before this fucking neon god of a wall and begging, playing, please go in the money, please go in it. Um, and then the like the epi- I watched a full episode of it in the gym. And it was these two broads from Michigan who were like super religious. So they were not just like 
like metaphorically praying to it. They were literally praying to the wall as God. There was like a moment where the woman who answered it and got it right, she's watching the ball go down and she is saying, pleading to her father who has passed away. She says, please, dad, please get it in the right one. And it went into the dollar hole. She won a dollar by pleading to her dead father. (laughs) So, so after it drops, is that it? Like you can't keep going? No, you you keep going. You you answer each question. A ball drops. Money adds up, right? And then like it's like the two of them at first. Then they split up. One of them goes um, and like, one of them six. has to answer questions about King Kong, and the other has to answer questions about Godzilla. Yeah, it's yeah. a Chris Hardwick show, so he's like, "What year did the Terminator come out?" <laughs> uh, but they do have to answer questions in that vein. But like, like when they split up, the person who's away they answer the questions and if they get it right then the person yeah. out mm-hmm. on the field with with chris hardwick um <laughs> after they fight, on the pitch of sorts after they fight him off after they like after he like puts on a bit that's part of the show <laughs> is like getting chris hardwick to get away from you yeah um they like pick where the balls go right but <coughs> the, the, the only like okay so all of that happens and it's like just the vibe of it, I don't like at all. It's like really is like just praying. What's well, Chris Hardwick? To this. Yeah, and him, and he's always like, "Oh darn, you didn't get the, oh, you didn't get the money." Oh, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, so uh, G Four is coming back?" Uh, yeah, yeah. That was because um, that's where he like originated. originated. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people in showbiz originated there, dude. Like G Four, like. Like that was like it know, was awesome because it was like Spike TV but for the nerds because it had a bunch gamers, of hot yeah it had a hot women we just need Olivia Munn to come back yeah on with her and massive rack yeah no um, talk about the PS Five or X some play shit. with Adam Sessler Sessler and Morgan Webb like that was the shit I come I come back. We used God, to listen X-Play, to the Adam Sessler podcast. Right? X-Play, uh, no, we listened to Nerdist, I think. No, it was Nerdist and then he... Uh, oh, no, we listened to Kevin Pereira podcast. Kevin Pereira. Yeah, yeah that, that, was was a good, that was a good podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah. The show, I think. He I had... Think uh, one episode, he had um, Anna Kasparian from The Young Turks on. It was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I I, uh, I loved G4. And, and, uh, Did you say uh, Jew4? <laughs> G4? G4. Um and on G4, there was like this bit and it was, uh, it was, well, there's two things that I thought were really funny and it was, uh, uh, where is Link? And it was when Twilight Princess came out and there had been like so many, it'd been like six or seven years since the like last new Legend of Zelda game. And they had these sketch like these sketches where it was like, what is like, where is Link and what is he doing? And they had one that was like the deer hunter with him and Tingle being captured <laughs> by the Viet Cong and like pull, forced to play Russian roulette. And they're like, ah, you son of a bitch. Like, it's, it's pretty heady. Was this stuff. animated or like live no, action? No, it was live action. Oh, yeah. And there was, there was another one and it was like how to how to uh how the the games on x play get a get a score because they had it like out of five yes out of five and it was like if you give us fifty dollars we give it a three out of five if you give us a hundred a hundred dollars we give you a four out of five he said if you give us a thousand dollars we give it a five out of five he said except for dynasty warriors they always get a two out of five (laughs) they had a show called cheats um, I yeah, remember. it was just about cheat codes and shit. Yes, yeah. and I remember as a young lad, I had Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube, and I was scared of playing it and dying, so I was like, I want to know some cheat codes. I want to be invincible. And then I watched the episode. It's like, cheat, Resident Evil 4. It had that hot girl. What's yes, her name? I don't remember her name. Oh, she was she had, so The hot. hot girl who wasn't Olivia Munn? Who, and who wasn't Morgan Webb, either. Or fucking, oh my Chobot? God. Yeah, or Chobot Chobot on G4? Yeah, she was on, yes, she was on G4, yeah. She was on um, Attack of the Show. Yeah. But I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to get some of my cheats. And then episode starts. The lady comes out there. She goes, well, there aren't any real cheat codes for Resident Evil 4. And I was like, fuck. I watched the rest of it Guess like I'll a cuck. Just go have play the game. Then I bought a Game Shark for I get my I get my parents to buy me a Game Shark for it. What's a Game Shark? I don't. Know. It, it was, was like, like a, a it's hack. like a hack tool. You hack. buy. Oh my god! You literally just load it up. You go. You put it in your GameCube and say, "I have Resident before." God, G Four is so yeah. good. I'm so all cheats. Yeah. I'm so happy it's coming back. It's probably gonna be shitty because like probably. everything's shitty now. But like, yeah. Well, because culture doesn't exist. It stopped in the nineties. Yeah. As Mark Fisher's teaching me in capitalist realism. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Our board reading the Communist Manifesto and now moving on to capitalist realism. Yeah. Dude, the manifesto is like the first book I've completed in like a year. Really? Like I, <laughs> I started it 
And I, yeah. I just, well, oh God, that's it. Like 1400 pages. I was going to say, it's a, a good book. Like the writing, Stephen King writes well. well yeah. It's just really, it's a thick boy. And so yeah. the manifesto, you know, it's something easy to read. Um, and now, now capital, capitalist realism is, is even easier to read than the manifesto. Yeah. Um, but getting some good stuff. Something I wanted to talk about today, we can kind of get a little serious, but because we are it's still in the pandemic, even though a lot of people in our culture, especially Georgia, have, to, have pretend, just decided that it's, it's over. It, it, it ended. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was watching the Sam Sam Cedar show, The Majority Report, live, and he had a really interesting guest on. Her name's Shania Shaw, and she wrote a book called we need to, it's like, we need to rephrase how we discuss the coronavirus. Yeah. Because that's the name of the book. It's, it's something along the lines. Yeah, I know. It's, it's awful. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a grad school thesis or something. Um, we need to re- re- rethink the coronavirus colon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking Redefining about? Redefining our disease structures in this new age of. That's actually World. probably closer to what the yeah, real title is. Yeah. But basically, it, you know, like she's she talks about how um, she talks about a bunch of things. But one of the things she talks about is how like the coronavirus isn't in a vacuum. Like there are other externalities. I would of, hope so. Of, I get it out of there. Uh, man, that'd be it's like in a fucking <laughs> Hoover. Hoover. <laughs> like, oh, I, you could move fast. So you don't have to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's okay. okay. Um, No, God damn it, I got coronavirus stuck in this fucking thing again. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was in in a vacuum. I was sticking my dick in the vacuum again. uh, All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um, So she she was explaining how like like coronavirus. You know, we've had um, pandemics in the past, and we are currently in other pandemics that are still going on. Like. Yeah, Ebola like the t- still exists. TikTok pandemic. Pa- yeah, TikTok still exists until <laughs> Trump bans it. Um, Inshallah. And then, <laughs> and then you know, HIV is still a pandemic. It's still yes. going on. And so she's talking about how we as a society are so quick to forget history. Like, like as it happens, we forget about it. Yeah. Uh, like people have forgotten about the coronavirus. Well, what's the news? These kids are watching people dying all the time. They're playing the violent video games. They're reading the communist books. Of course, we're going to forget about history. They're watching the cartoon. They're watching the cartoon on Saturday. There's going to be a person running into a fake painting of a of a tunnel. <laughs> of course, they're going to forget about history. Uh, but she also shows how like uh, coronavirus. Co- <laughs> I just created a new that word. That sounds like a like a like a failed like eighties like 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 Technicolor like three D type shit. <laughs> it says like, like technology. Watch this. Watch the new Friday Thirteenth and, and coronavirus. But basically, coronavirus is also tied to capitalism. Like these pandemics, as a result of deforestation, more and more of animals' habitats are being destroyed. And therefore, the bats and whatever other animals are living in those woods move into human populations and start. You see a transference of animal diseases to human diseases. And I mean, look what happened to the Native Americans. The reason the Native Americans got genocided because of the whatever smallpox or whatever, it's because they weren't around animals. And so there's other animals that humans normally haven't been around. And so those diseases come in and like... I forget if they they think it's came from a bat that like bit some other animal yeah. that we ate. Um, but basically, know, that, like no one really knows. We don't know. We they don't know. know it's but got we know bad it's from DNA. an animal. And it's got basically, bad because of climate change, which we know is caused by capitalism, that this is going to intensify. There will be coronavirus, COVID nineteen is the first of possibly many pandemics that we will go through in the coming 10, 20, 30 years. You know, who knows? It's like we're just playing risk. And Mark Fisher points out how climate is one of the reasons, one of the ways we can attack capitalism because it's like a direct action. People fighting for climate automatically need to fight against capitalism and this profit over everything. Zizek remarks on the climate crisis uh, is is it a direct threat to capitalism because capitalism is very um, 
very malleable, right? It's it's really yeah. good at repelling attacks. Mm-hmm. And Zizek said a lot of it is like, oh, you know, like uh, the 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 Earth is getting destroyed, so let's let's buy recyclable bottles of water at Starbucks, even though Starbucks is, is, is just as complicit as any other company in destroying the planet or like any, like a fucking, you know, uh, Exxon Mobil is creating like these, these, uh, ads like we care about, we care about that. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's, he explains how, how capitalism can use climate activism, uh, active, Vision. Activision. <laughs> Activ- Climate Activision. Activision probably is contributing. Activism. <laughs> Climate Activism to... Climate Activision Blizzard. Yeah, to deflect... We here at Activision have collaborated with the climate. <laughs> to to deflect from the actual problem, which is mm-hmm. capitalism itself. But would you say that that is just one of capitalism's pressure valves and that... Do you think there will be a breaking point where it can no longer sustain itself? Well, it depends if we look at it structurally, if we look at if we kind of attack the the, the superstructure in place that it is capitalism, then then, yeah, we could the climate could be a, the, the, the threat to the climate could be a direct threat to capitalism. But the problem is that most people don't look at that, right? Mm-hmm. They that's yeah. and that's what Zizek says. Most people look at the surface level. It's like, oh, I need to recycle. It, you, honey, you recycling is not going to help the climate. Not you, even like it's in if everybody it's unfathomable in the, how if, little impact that has. If everybody in the world recycled, it still wouldn't help the climate because the the the, the meat industry is a big contributor. The military huge contributor to to what we them. need is a green military. Yeah, bring yeah. that one back. Um, yeah, no, it's great to see like uh, well, it's like the contradictions um, because people don't see it as a superstructure. Uh, don't see it tied together like they don't like people don't see unless it's fucking QAnon people do not see connections anywhere so you have people <laughs> who have like you know Trump stickers and that like, conservation stickers on their on their bumper not understanding that those two things are really incompatible like yeah like yeah my like, like my my parents being conservative for one they're like recycle save the planet well like, was- like that that literally like you can't hold these you you holding these ideas in your head I, is like fucking brain melting. I was telling Josh earlier, I was talking with him on the phone and I said, like, I feel that conservatives, especially like like people who vote Republican, are inherently non Hegelian because like they they never do <laughs> they never get to the crux of it, which is we hold contradictions in our mind all the time, but we come to a synthesis with these contradictions, yes. right, through dialectics. And their non dialectical thinking is causing them to be able to hold these two contradictory things in their head at once and not see the contradictory nature in yeah. either of them. And never have to deal with it. Because the thing is, like, the people who are the most aggressive against climate change, typically, they're either, like, people who are activists themselves or if they're companies, they're typically the companies that are contributing to the decline of the climate in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, like, energy, like, coal burning or just any energy creation that's hugely detrimental to... The environment. Uh, when I signed up for like the natural gas company uh, here, it's like, would you like to donate seventy nine cents or whatever to make your energy cleaner? I'm like, well, well, isn't that what? like it's on the back of the workers, right? Yeah, and it's it's on you. Another thing, I, I think. I feel like Mark- is that liberalism? Is that hyper individualistic in nature? It's our oh, it's absolutely our, it's our individualistic culture. It's it's not what can we do as a society. It's what can you do? You can yes. recycle. But that's one thing Mark Fisher talks about is how hyper focused we are on the individual, but also how companies are going. In addition to like saying like uh, oh donate or buy these green cups, you know buy the reusable cups because they're more green. Think about Tesla. Think about these products that are going to no. come out in the next few years. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, well, it's better for the environment if you buy these cars, if right. you buy this brand, like two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, and the biggest problem is the working class. I'm sorry, can't afford that. Like, we're not talking about a charcuterie <laughs> lunch here. <laughs> my God, oh my God. <laughs> we I can talk about that in a second. No, but we're not talking about. 
Yeah. So we're going to get into that because we'll I, I don't know what you're talking about. We'll get about. into it. Okay. In just Let's a second. Let's wrap up on this. But, but it's, it's like, I, I, I like the Tesla thing and like other working class people can't afford that. Like that's that, the thing. Yes. And they're the, and, and the thing is like people and like, uh, and I'm saying people here, what I actually mean are liberals, liberals view them as the problem. They view, they say that the biggest problem is these poor people who don't care enough about the environment to get a third fucking job so they can afford a Tesla. When, when in all actuality, like Elon Musk is, 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 Ready to let the planet boil because he wants to go to fucking Mars. Yeah, he wants to be Emperor fucking Mars, like King of the Wastes. Um, yeah, and like this, uh, I really think, I mean, it already is, but sort of like climate activism, not activism, but just like, I don't know, having the personality of being someone who, like, oh, I care about the planet. I have a Tesla. I buy green. I buy local produce. It's like, it's all tied up with like your wealth. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like afford it becomes a privilege a status of being upper class to care about the planet. Cause it's like, well, why don't, why don't you buy a Tesla? Why don't you buy is local that, produce? Cause like, cause like I can't afford it. Sprouts is fucking expensive. Whole foods is exorbitantly expensive. Is yeah. that um, a deflection though? Right. It's, 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 uh, isn't that I'm feeling bad. Because I make this amount of money, whereas I see people all around the world yeah. starving. But I'm the good person yeah, because, because I'm I buying these the things, yes. right? And that's that's part of the capitalist culture is you buy the things that are safer for the environment, even yeah. though th- that doesn't make a difference at all. Your your contribution to the the climate activism is like it's non it, it doesn't represent any uh, like modicum of change in terms of trying to save the ozone. Yeah. It's, it's you funnel every solution into consumerism. So whatever you want, you just buy, like you want racial justice, like give money to black, like give (laughs) black owned businesses, black lives matter stuff. You, which I'm not saying can't like be helpful. I'm just saying like, that's, that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what, they want to be like the end all you just buy shit. Right. But like the thing is, the thing is like Starbucks or whoever put po- like posting They're one of the worst examples MLB, because they have slave the labor. Posting. Okay. That's, a, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what Baseball. I was saying last time. MLB saying black lives matter and, and Kyle Schwarber, right from the Cubs wearing black lives matter while also wearing a Chicago PD hat. They don't understand the contradiction there. Yeah. They're not dialectical about it. That's the biggest problem is they're not trying to reconcile. Maybe we need to actually like materially change things. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, that's the thing. Like Starbucks, who has actual fucking slave labor to farm their coffee, right? Saying Black Lives Matter. It's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, like, and then th- these are critiques of, of, uh, of, of thinking that the individual act could 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 change climate and, and and holding these contradictory like natures in yourself without coming to a synthesis but also i mean it, i think it's those are like it's way different it's a way different thought process to to think that but also here you go here's a segue to think that eating a charcuterie board or whatever is uh bougie okay yeah. you're gonna have to give some background on this because i'm not so, aware of what this yeah, is that's, so that's there was there was re- a tweet Prepare for your brain to melt yeah it was it's very online it's very twitter so uh, we know it doesn't matter but anyway we're gonna get into it uh because i think it's a good jumping off point for another conversation to have but this person posted and it's like this is what's for lunch today the charcuterie board or whatever yes. and it's like a bunch of it's like it's like cheeses and like crackers, like crackers and, and hams nuts. and stuff and it's like it's it's it looks expensive is what the whole point of yeah, the, the argument the whole point of the well, argument is but you it, that's that's the but, argument that's the argument is that it's bougie okay and the person who posted it is like a leftist or whatever so they talk about like working class right and the people are like look at this being bougie and it's like well workers it's like workers aren't allowed to ever have nice lunches mm-hmm. that's the whole point it's like you got to be a burger cigarette guy you can't you can't be buying nice lunches and that's the whole like argument is that you're you're a bootlicker if you defend someone eating a nice lunch who so yeah. people were attacking this person yes. yes they were saying that 
So also, you can make a charcuterie board for like like four. It's just meat and cheese and crackers. Yes, you go to go go get your Oscar Mayer, which uh, you know uh, it wouldn't be me. I think that's but, beside the point, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it, even so, just get your Oscar Mayer uh, fucking wieners, chop them up, get a couple slices of like just the block store brand cheese. Um, get some saltines, boom, you have a charcuterie board for like $4. But yeah, but the point is, is that just because you like eating something nice and like our charcuterie board is like, it's just like, like what makes it look nice is the aesthetic. You could oh, yeah. slap all that shit yeah. onto a sandwich and no one would be saying it's bougie, but because you arrange it on like, like, I don't know, like a fucking wood, wooden mm-hmm. block or something, then it's like, oh, um, then it becomes a problem. And mm-hmm. it's like, this shit, first of all, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter if they're eating whatever for lunch. Like, these these arguments and sniping over something like this does does not matter at all. And it's, it's p- such a purely Twitter thing or Tumblr thing, really, because they're just fucking flooding in. We have to take all these motherfuckers in because t- Tumblr sucks now. So it's just, yeah, it's just this... Um, uh, you ate a charcuterie board for a It's lunch. a purity uh, test. Couldn't be me. It's uh-huh. because it's because socialism, right? And this is why I try to tell people I'm a Marxist. I don't tell. I don't. I try and tell people. I, I I'll tell them if they don't know what that means. I'll say I'm a communist, but yes. I won't say I'm a socialist because socialism. And, and GJX says this too. It's funny. Uh, socialism. Everyone's. A so, he said Bill Gates is a socialist now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a socialist <laughs> because it's a club, right? It's this. It's this fun little club. It can mean anything you want. Yeah, and that people are in, and you have to do purity tests, right? Oh, you you ate a nice lunch. You're you're not. You can't be socialist because those are contradictory. But the thing is, like. And this, I like to think that in Soviet Russia, like the first thing Lenin did was ban charcuterie boards. He's like, yeah, I forgot my fucking grandpappy in the fucking the the Rostov Oblast, like <laughs> in secret, had to like had the whispering, just the like arranging his meats and his cheeses on the board, and the fucking KGB kicking the door in and sending them to re-education gulag. And they taught him how to put that shit on a fucking sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how to go down and get a falafel. Yeah. Uh, but but no, the, I, I said something along the lines of like, the only thing that I had to add to the discourse was maybe I read Marx differently than everyone else did. Yeah. But I, you, I you, thought... You most likely did. You read it. You're the, the only one who's ever read it correctly. <laughs> but I thought that uh, classes, right... In terms of like the bourgeoisie, the proletariat, the lump and pro, whatever you want to say, I thought classes were grouped in terms of their relationship to the means of production. Yes. Now call me crazy. Now call me insane. Call but, me. But, but, but what about the PMCs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Call me insane. But last time I checked, I don't think that and like an adjunct professor making like 10k a year in a good luck shake is part of the professional managerial class and is therefore better than the proletariat right like in terms of what he's eating for lunch yes and and that's the thing like you can you can eat whatever the fuck you want to for lunch it doesn't change the fact that relation to capital your relation to exactly and that's marx's whole point is like the the means of production are the the test for what part of the what class you're There's in. There's really only one purity test. We don't it's need like, all these other it, things. Warren Buffett eats fucking like a McGriddle for breakfast. Does he the, make him part of the fucking proletariat? And that, no, and, yeah, and that's makes a, him a psychopath. And that's the thing. Like, okay, so you have you have a couple of different classes, right? Because there's not it's not like a dichotomy or anything. But like, also at the same time, like you're not the bourgeoisie because you eat a salmon dinner every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like because you eat something or you drive something or you own something doesn't make you part of the bourgeoisie. What makes you part of the bourgeoisie is if you own the means of production in whatever you happen to do, or there's two things own the means of production or your relationship to capital, which is why people say, uh, cops or are class traders because technically if you were to look at their salary, right? They they, would be proles. They would be proles, but because they protect capital and they protect the means of production, they're part of the upper classes, right? They're the lumpen proles essentially because they sell out the other proletariats. And quite a few. And alternatively, Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you could make more money than a cop 
and still be part of the proletariat. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because like, and that's the thing, like you, you have to realize that, that like, okay, so, so we're saying that teachers are part of the bourgeoisie because they can afford a charcuterie board for lunch. What the fuck are you talking about? Teachers are like the most overworked and underpaid fucking job you can do. Like most people, most sane people would agree to that. Well, Mao did say that. An Arby's sandwich is the food of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I want to ask people like, what would you rather? Because I've seen I because I know what I would rather. Would you rather someone making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, nonstop, just talk about how they just eat fast food and talk and like and like like you said like the Warren Buffett thing like people be like is it he just eats McDonald's He's for just breakfast? Like us. Yeah, and it's like, would you rather that which is. Uh, like on its face just fucking first of all it's insane if you have the money to purchase good food you should do so choosing to continue to fill your fucking gullet with mcgriddles is i mean just it's self-destructive but if you have enough money i guess it doesn't fucking matter they'll just bolt on another heart like um would you rather that or would you rather it's like okay it doesn't make you bourgeois to buy a salmon dinner you could argue you have a bourgeois mindset if you buy it and then judge other people for not buying it and then and not understanding why people don't buy it that could speak to your you being have a having a bourgeois mindset but just having it in like posting it like like i i follow plenty of people who are like uh like a guy who's like uh, like like a history professor right and he'll post about like the the nice lunches he makes Right. And I'm like, oh, that food looks really good. That good job. Right. But it's never crossed my mind to be like, do I see some fucking arugula? Do I see some, some arugula in that fucking salad? Uh uh-uh, uh, you're canceled, sis. That's it. Isn't it the same? Isn't it the, the, the same thought process, though, of, as Republicans in which they say, oh, if you can afford a Starbucks coffee every day, you can afford to like learn how to code or whatever. Like to, you to can to, afford to, to get health care. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you just stop buying those coffees every day. But it's like, what if the coffee makes me happy? That's the thing. Like, what, what if, if the coffee is the only thing that brings me joy in my life? Yeah. Well, no, no, one, no, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. like no irony in that. What if what if I want to actually enjoy life? And and if if I want to enjoy life and you say I'm not allowed to enjoy life, am I just supposed to walk around being miserable all the time? Don't you don't you love how the wealth management and all that they say if you're poor you should give up any like yes, provisions or anything that brings yes. you joy uh in buying goods you should get rid of that because that's not meant yeah. for you like why are you spending your off hours like just reading like you should you you've got you, you can, can go to work, night school you've got six hours where you have to go to sleep so you could you could put some more work in if if like like just <sighs> and then they make it's so funny because they also they make like entertainment to to uh basically give like a lobotomy to the working class right yeah. they make these fucking marvel movies just to like make you like forget the fact that you know elon musk is trying to kill us all and trying yeah. to like you know um destroy his marriage on twitter.com or whatever my favorite trend that's been happening for decades it's not any recent thing but it's like the the youtube um it's a series they did where it's like how a billionaire spends his day and it's like mark cuban he's like you know i wake up at 5 a.m i like read three books i go to the math stadium and it's like well the, if i were just doing what mark cuban did i would be a billionaire too it's like yeah. well <laughs> no yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah it's like when they said like i think it was they said like billionaires or whatever read 30 books a year or something like that right and i was and someone was like damn i'd read 30 books maybe a year too if i did they nothing don't work 40 hours a week maybe it's yeah. because they're not so like spiritually and physically exhausted because of their mind-numbing labor because that's the whole thing is like even though the capitalist is alienated from his own labor as well right as marx talks about he's not as alienated as the worker because the worker is is literally tying his self-worth to his his like uh his labor that he's giving away that he's selling and he's not getting the full value of his labor so it's it's obviously he's not getting the full value of his self-worth and all i gotta say is this listen uh one people who said money don't doesn't buy happiness those are um those are capitalists right they're they're saying oh money doesn't buy happiness while they're they're sitting there like 
like lapping up their tears with like Benjamins. They're saying, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. Oh my God. But it's a lot more comfortable to cry in a fucking BMW than on a bike. Let me just say that. And or walking or taking city transit, or, which and it's mostly a lot, doesn't exist. It's a lot less soul crushing because you can kind of go, oh, I'm, I'm a success. I made it, right? But then the person who, who can barely afford rent and barely afford and can't afford health care, they, they feel like failures because they, they, they've been told all their life a lie. They've been told you just have to work hard. And if you work hard and you sit there and you, you're smart, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. that Social Darwinism, right? They say survival of the fittest. You aren't the fittest, so you can't survive. Yeah. Which is complete and utter bullshit any way you look at it. But still, they they you feel like a failure. And I've experienced this myself, obviously. You feel like a failure because you haven't made it, right? And you go, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? There's other people that made it. Well, well what's wrong so with me? you have some deficiency or you're less than, like, adequate. Yeah. You have a lack, yeah. And that's the thing. And, like, the, 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 the millionaires and billionaires, they, they can look at their fucking man. Like, if they look at their, their mansion and go... I feel like a failure. Well, well, I'm sorry, but like, sure, you feel like a failure, but you're going to sleep not hungry and you're enjoying your Lamborghini and you're, you know, having 14-year-old Mexican girls suck your dick or whatever from Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, uh, well, that's just, that reminded me of something I saw on uh, Twitter. Uh, anyway, but I was going to say, and like, you, so you talk about like this feeling like a failure and then there's this cottage industry, this racket of, like self empowerment, like yeah. come to my fucking uh, whatever you call it talk and yeah. just listen to me be like rise and grind and like just, Dave Ramsey, just, and- yeah, picture what you want and you'll get it. And it's like like that shit, which just sells people. My like completely. Where does that vex- extra value come from? That's also yeah. heavily tied into like multi level marketing shit yes. because those are like they go hand in hand. Watching my parents. They did like multi-level marketing because it's like own your own business. And yeah. even though you're not seeing a share of the profits anyway, you're still an employee, just hustling product. But they, they, I always remember it was like they were in multi-level stuff. And then they also went to like these conferences yes. and they went to all these motivational talks. Like if I just listen to enough motivational talks, I'll be motivated it just, to be rich. It, 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 it pushes all the responsibility for everything in your life solely on you mm-hmm. and like okay there is a point where you go you there are things you can control and there are things you can't but they go no 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 no. that's but, a lie that's that's you're being a victim if you and, believe that and not everybody is suited for everything right like the whole thing about like the whole the whole learn how to code mentality well i'm sorry but like again uh, if we all learn how to code, we don't need that many fucking coders. We need like the market will just swing back and go, well, that's just worthless now. Everyone and they'll be like, oh, so, so it sucks to suck. And it's like the invisible, right? This like this the ethereal. Invisible Honda. Yeah, it's, it's invisible Honda. <laughs> some kind of crazy future. It's some kind of crazy future where the market dictates everything. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid because like they'll they'll see this and they'll say like, oh, well, you should have been smarter. Mm-hmm. And and here's the, here's the funny thing. try hard enough. I've actually been told this game theory. Have you ever heard of this game theory? Yes. You ever heard about this? Shit? Yeah. So, so, uh, people boil down to life as a game and you have to win. Of course, of course, depression and anxiety is on the rise. Of course, there's mass murder and suicide constantly. When you tell people life is a fucking game that you have to beat other people yeah, at, that you have to win. Yes. Cause the, uh, going back to contradictions, the contradiction is, well, under capitalism, Everybody has a chance to make it. Everybody can pull themselves up by the bootstraps. But on the other hand, they would equally agree that because of capitalism, not everyone can make it or and, should and, make it. And the thing is, like, these these people who who buy stocks, who make money off stocks and stuff like that, wh- where do they think that extra value comes from? Like, that extra money that they're making? Because I'm sorry, but if everyone could actually... So there, you're telling me there has to be winners, winners and losers, right? Because if everybody could pull themselves up by their bootstraps, or uh, like people are saying, stop buying Starbucks coffee, then the market would fucking crash. There would be no market because uh, you need that extra labor value for the yeah. capitalist to steal for them to make that extra that the yeah. the, uh, the little cartoon villain the amounts line of goes up stonks stonks yeah. exactly, and that's the whole thing. Is like you know. Um, 
uh, uh, it's like that contradiction of, of people saying like, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, well, like we have to get back to work and we have to all uh, like we have we to have get to people open economy back. Up. We have to get people to, to start spending money again, even though you tell them not to spend money because they're they're irresponsible. If they spend their money they're poor because they spend money. But yeah. if they spend money, then there's no economy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shocker. Yeah. Hey, how about next time? Read fucking Marx. When you hear people talking about like why we're having the problems we're having one, it's never coronavirus's fault. It's but two, they're not saying the reason the economy crashed is because people are out of work. The reason the economy is crashing is because people aren't spending money. Like it's it's you have to feed the machine. Yeah. And the second it that stops flow dries yes. up, it's like, oh shit, it's all down here. It's over, it's done. <laughs> uh, I've been stuck on this uh, thought, uh, intrusive thought, maybe, of <laughs> if I was ever like forced to go to like a motivational talk i'd probably commit a mass shooting (laughs) like you're attending one or you're giving the lecture no i'm forced to attend by like whatever my work is i'd be like that's cool and i'd tell my favorite co-workers like you're always really cool don't go to the talk tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) parody 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 sounds about white yeah yeah no it's just just like a row of people in like smart business suits like you know, coming here, reach your dreams. Like, you know, listen to this talk. And then like, it's like, I just walk in like a supply. So speaking of the other, uh, well, I was going to say about like Corona is that like, yeah, it's like, you know, you funnel every, what are you doing? What is that? Oh, it's a uh, rich dad, poor dad. Have you guys ever heard of that? You guys would love this. It's a sorry to cut you off. You can get back to it in a second. Okay. But basically, it's one of the motivational things my parents listen oh, to. Yeah, yeah. And no, he's I like, he's like, this. my real dad was a piece of shit and he was broke and I hate him. Yeah. But then this rich guy took me under his wing and taught me how to be rich and molested me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like the great cats. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just yes. That's and another thing. If you want to if you want to understand uh, American capitalism, read the great cats. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that like you know, every, uh, you know, consumption is, is the solution to everything until we get to something where we can't consume our ways out, out of it. Like coronavirus, like doesn't allow us to consume out mm-hmm. of it. So just the solution is then to just shrug and go like, I guess we'll just die. Like just send everyone out. Like just going to sleep at night, knowing that the fed is pumping trillions of dollars into this fake fucking market that doesn't exist. And it's like I was listening to Dr. Richard Wolf. I listened to I thought it was a video from like last month, but it was a video. F- he gave a speech back in 2011. Yeah. Back when that crisis was going on. Yeah. And the stuff he was saying is like, uh, well, it could just easily apply today. But then I went and listened to a, a talk he did give about last month. And it, it's just insane. He's like. Why is the stock market going up when millions of people are losing their jobs and there's threat of evictions? And if you ask anybody on the street, they're like, this economy is the one of the worst ever. The reason the stock market is going up is because the Fed is pouring trillions and trillions of dollars, just printing money yeah. into, the, into the stock market. Nowhere else. And eventually that will stop. And people will, it'll be another 2008 or worse, Great Depression, which we're, we're already past 2008. Like 2008... Yeah way behind us but yeah the main point was all the economic troubles that people are going through now this is the beginning and there will be a stock we're still waiting for the stock market to crash yes and that is inevitable we just don't know when it's going to happen yeah like the evictions that like the I mean, crisis of <laughs> the Democrats, dude, like is going to be the fact yeah. that Congress is on vacation this week. Yeah, they they're on vacation for like two weeks. Yeah, they had like Friday was the last day. Yeah, why are we paying them yeah. just to sit at home? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, like the Democrat solution to the eviction crisis is so hilarious. To and to me, fucking lawyers. it shows what the fuck is the lawyer going to do? He's going to go up to the judge and be like, yes, sorry, uh, Mr. Whatever the fucking guy, he got evicted. And they're like, well, fuck, sucks to suck, I guess. Like he didn't pay his rent. Like if I the were fuck? president, I would have a, a, an overstressed public defender stand next to every 
fucking. Well, it's like, not even that. It's just that, like, again, even if it was the best lawyer in the world, there's nothing the best lawyer in the world could fucking do in that situation. Because the 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 the, the story is the same for everyone, and if it doesn't work, what is the now? Pre- what it's the, not going to work what would, then. What would the legal precedent be? Right, like, what would the 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 judge is like? Wow, you're right. Like, it fucking the economy does fucking suck. You're right. I think uh, everyone needs to just be able to live rent free. Yeah, that would happen. be. That, it's that's, that's not going to fucking yeah. happen. But that's what and, that's the only solution and, to and this. Yes, and the thing is, like, you know, instead of instead of spending you know trillions of dollars into this into this invisible line to go up, why don't instead of making rich people richer. Why don't you pay people to just stay at home? Fuck it. Who cares? Stay at home. Like the the state has failed so miserably. And I honestly think that because of how much attention they're diverting, I think I want to actually, this is going to sound like a bold claim, but I think the Democrats are probably more at fault than the Republicans because they're, they're a safety valve for progressive politics because on the surface level, they say these things. We're going to rename. We're going to rename uh, Robert E. Lee Boulev- yeah. Boulevard into uh, Black Lives Matter Boulevard. Boulevard instead of saying like, "Hey, we need to stop police violence," or instead of allowing these rent freezes or mortgage moratoriums, like instead of doing any of that, what they're doing is saying like, yeah, people still have to pay rent, which is insane to me. Right. Like in, in what do they expect to happen? Okay. So, so people can't afford rent anymore. So you're going to have a bunch of homeless people out on the streets. It's just going to happen. Right. Because I'm sorry, but if you pay for a fucking lawyer, they can't do anything again. Best lawyer in the the world. President has like, no one set a legal precedent at this moment, which is to say that, like, in the case of a worldwide pandemic, rent doesn't fucking exist, right? Right. But so they're not going to say that. So you have these cops who are going to have to come and take peep tank tenants out, or they're going to have the, the tenants are going to have to come out themselves, and so you're going to have these these people who were underemployed to begin with, who are now unemployed, who have to pay rent, who can't pay rent. Who have probably have families, right? Everyone's got a family, so or you know, even if you don't, right? They're they're going to be out on the street. So so what's going to happen? What what is your thought? So people are pissed off. People are, are already protesting. So is your solution to just allow all these people to die until they get fed up and storm the Capitol? What what is, what is your your end well, goal? The solution, yes, yeah, to just have more cops cracking skulls. Like that's across the board. That will be the solution. It's just extra security. How long until the, the police state. force has had enough? I guess they're, they're, uh, they're testing it now. Yes. And, 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 and that's the thing. If you, if you, if you think about it, a state's, it's a failed state. And, and now I, I, I do want to say, I, I do, I think I, I blame the Democrats more than the Republicans right now, because the Democrats are the ones who are giving us non-solutions. And at least the Republicans are just throwing their hands in the air and say, sucks to suck, maybe pray. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like the Democrats are, <laughs> the Democrats are hiding behind these, like the, the, what is it? The, the fucking Khufus, whatever the fuck they're called. What are yeah. Kente yeah. cloths or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the cloths. Yeah. They're hiding behind those and kneeling and shit. Um, I wanted to say uh, today at the gym, well, not at the gym, on the way to the gym, uh, I was listening to... Do they require masks now? Because I'm going to start going back. But So it depends on the franchises differ. So the one here where near Josh's that required a mask, so I wore a mask the whole time. Right. The one near my house only requires you to wear it while you're... A condom. Mo- yes. <laughs> yes. It only requires you to wear one like around the gym. Like when you work out, you could not wear it right so you can Um, cough on the weight (laughs) yes uh which i i am sure to do but um i was listening to a podcast and they talked about so like apparently so i don't know if you guys caught this because everything moves a mile a minute but like there's a a point where like trump just retweeted something about like this wonderful doctor like she thinks that masks are bullshit yeah she she believes in demons yes so she is like has a whole thing about like vaccines are derived from alien DNA and that like women um, get like miscarriages from fucking incubuses and stuff. Yeah. She believes in demons. She like yeah. legitimately believes in demons. So, 
Also, I want to I want to say this, yeah. and I haven't done it yet because I don't give a fuck. So maybe one of our listeners who actually gives a fuck will do this, or maybe one of you guys. I don't know. Uh, look into Trump's donations. What the fuck is with hyd- hydroxychloroquine? I'm pretty sure the company. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll find something there. Yeah. Look into it's, look into the people yeah. who who donate to Fox News. I'm pretty sure you'll find something with hydroxychloroquine. I will say for Trump, I think the simple solution to why he talks about it is that someone may have just mentioned it and then. I think Trump just wants to be the guy who just offhandedly says to cure the coronavirus. So then people will think he's cool and smart. Um, that's, I think that's why he goes on about I it. I like he's mad bleach. that people like yeah. Dr. Fauci more than him. Yeah. Like the, um, you've got to respect him in some, yeah. some instances because Trump, like, even though he's so stupid, like he really does give a fuck. Like he, he, he doesn't care what people think, but he cares the most about what people think. Yeah. Like it's interesting that he has that like weird, that weird dichotomy in yeah. him where he's just like, listen, I'm the best president that there's ever existed. But also, if you don't like me, fuck you. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so. I don't know. It's refreshing. Almost. Well, it's like it's. I mean, it's very clearly that he does care. Like cares so much. He cares the most out of anyone. Um, Maybe that's why yeah. people voted for him. Yeah, Maybe that's why people vote for him. He's a little bit different in that he actually yeah. he's like he's pretty sincere in his like I give a fuck attitude yeah. about. Um, but this woman that he this doctor. So have you heard her speak? Uh uh-uh. oh. So she's like Nigerian or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do an impression. Cool. I'm not going to. But just, just I didn't. I had no idea about this woman. And I listened to a podcast and they played a clip of her speaking and I was just like... You start dying laughing. This you is, start singing Hasadika Ebel Wife. No, I was like, this is the worst Nigerian representation. Like, and she's like the most, like the thickest, like there's no mistaking her. It's so funny how Nigerian. like racist the ra- the rest of Africa is towards Nigeria. Like, like Kim was telling me this, like there's this doctor and I don't remember, it's like someone i don't remember what country they're from i'm not going to pretend to know but they're not nigerian and they're like oh you got to be careful about those nigerians they'll steal your money like it's so funny how racist like other people like everyone is to nigerians like it's not funny but it's like it's kind of like a yeah when i think of nigeria i just think of the 90 day fiance episode where all the people from georgia well the guy from (laughs) that the girl from georgia who goes to nigeria and like her boyfriend's super into trump yeah. Like, he loves Trump. He also calls her fat. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she's huge. Have you I seen? mean, true, but just she said she said several, several times that she was self-conscious about her weight, which is kind of, I, I get it. Only show her the dresses because she's fat. And then he literally just goes, yeah, don't show her these dresses because she's fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, but this woman, those, those Nigerians really love the fat girls from Georgia. There's like yeah. two or three of them on Night Day Fiance. That's right. Well, that's, yeah, it's a small sample size, to be fair. But, yeah, she just started speaking, and I was like, man, she kind of sounds like Nick Mullen now, or Nick Mullen. But I, yeah. When you go to the side When you go show. to this end of story. No, no, I didn't want to start this. But, yeah, she's literally just like, like demon sperm. And it's like, I'll never not think of those those words without, demon her, sperm. without her accent. No. So next time I bring up demon sperm, you'll just think of a Nigerian doctor. Yeah, I'll think of her saying it. But the, the Trump's answer on her, because like you had these reporters be like, um, you were tweeted about this woman and she believes this. Like, what do you think? And he was just like, well, she she's tremendous and she's got great opinions about this and she was coming from a great place. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> I was like, okay. Just like, just a king. Just being like, I mean, yeah. what a king. Yeah. Honestly, right? Like with Trump, Trump is the king at just destroying these fucking like dumbass journalists. Like who, like who else? Like that guy who's yeah. like, um. Yeah, you uh, you said that uh, something about Obamagate and what was it? He's just like, you know what it is. We all know it. Uh, <laughs> it's just like incredible. Just deman- dismantles this guy and like you'll hear a lot more about it. You know, you'll hear about yeah. it. not from yeah, you it was, because it was, you said cry for it to happen. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not from CNN. Maybe not from CNN. Yeah. Incredible. Like Trump is the master when it comes to taking down journalists. And honestly, yeah, because it's so easy. Because like, I like, like if he. Yeah. Again, Adam Friedland from Comptown said that if Trump's like, I will kill all journalists, he's like, I would vote for Trump. So and I this, feel like- ha- this happened like two weeks ago, but the, the whole Chris Wallace from Fox News interview with Trump, it was like a big deal. Because they're like, guy, look how stupid Trump looked. Like That guy's the, their token, like, 
He'll 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 sit there while like Turkle 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 Carlson Tucker Carlson will just be like, why aren't we just genociding? And he'll just and he'll just he'll just exist in the same network as him. And then every time Trump says like Hillary's a doo doo head, he'll be like, Mister President, Sir, we are better than this. We are better than this rhetoric. And then he'll go on to be like. Black people killing in Chicago again. What's up with that? Like, he'll be like, like just you know, animals. They kill other animals for food, water. That's understandable, but for killing for drugs, wow. That take that must take a real animal, and the real animal are black people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's like they they he gets he he gets to gets to make the rounds around all the news outlets being like Chris Wallace takes a stand. I'm like, no, he fucking doesn't. He still takes their money. Spiders. They love Trump. They, they breed a lot. Yeah. They infect the corners. But, you know, it's this animalistic drive, unlike immigrants who also breed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, at least Megyn Kelly, like, took her, like, tried to pivot, tried to take this dumbass reputation and dumb pivot truck it. ass over there. Yeah. Instead, but no, he's just still sticking I just, around. I still love what she got canceled over the whole. You know, I used to wear blackface. Yeah, in it's Halloween. fine. <laughs> like it's cool <laughs> to do, guys. Not the fucking like decades she spent. Honestly, that's the West's about. legacy. When people yeah. ask, like, what about the West? Like, what's the legacy? It's like wearing blackface on Halloween. Halloween is a tradition. And yeah. honestly, yeah. if you if you if you disgrace it, uh, cultural relativism. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Something that's usually underrated. You gotta get the lips right. <laughs> that's true it is hard to get those right thank you Frank Reynolds yeah. that, that was what thank Frank you. said it's, it's awesome. funny. Yeah. incredible uh, incredible uh, Justin Trudeau I love it I just really love costumes yeah, yeah it's just god I missed when my happy place was like day Justin after Trudeau. day of yes. Trudeau's like and he did it again yeah. and <laughs> again yeah ridiculous the and Aladdin he got, picture he got reelected like yeah. like fantastic Trudeau I love comes him out, he wore blackface like Twenty times. They, they don't care. They don't we'll, care. we'll give them a like a minority and government. The, the thing is, is that like, there did was you see like, Pete Buttigieg's husband Chaston is writing a memoir? Yeah, or has written a memoir about what? It's like about my truth or something or whatever. I have something to say. I think I saw. What if you like? It's like a yeah. It's like a, a code, and you like decipher. It. It's like a what the fuck is that movie where it's like uh, Robert Redford and it's like is it. Three Days of the Condor, where he like does okay. he like does these secret codes and like books or whatever for the CIA, and you have to decode it, and you're sitting there, and it's just like Pete Buttigieg is a CIA operative, <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm his handler. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what that dude has possibly. I guess where he gets his money from. If where there he was found. a pill that I could take and not be gay, I would take it. <laughs> but of course, I love my husband. <laughs> yeah. Um. There is a pill. Uh, Pete, it's called the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too tough for you to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so last thing, I don't know why this is reminding me of this. It's totally random, but Matt talking about Three Days of Con- Condor maybe be like, if there's any franchise, if I were God and I could bring back any film franchise and replace Marvel with this, yeah. Bring back the National Treasure movies. Those were so incredible, good. Like Nick Cage killed in those movies. Nick Comtown made this point. And I, I do have to say that they're one hundred percent accurate in this. Nick Cage is at once the best and worst actor that that has yeah is acting because I mean he's incredible in most movies and then other movies he's just absolute garbage. I would I would say his his ratio of have you seen Con Air? Incredible, is, like. For a time, yes, but his ratio of incredible to bad is, you know, worsened over the years as he's done more and more just like straight to DVD, like my child was kidnapped by the ghost of Robert E. Lee or something. Like movies <laughs> like that. Like where, I have to go to hell to save my beautiful daughter yeah. or, yeah, whatever. So he's done, he's had some bangers, uh, Mandy being a very recent one. Mom and Dad was a was a fun one. I mean, I watched uh, recently. Uh, was watching the Nicolas Cage Uber of uh, fucking The Rock, and I also watched Con Air. Two incredible, yeah. incredible fascist movies, and I love both of them. Vampire's Kiss too. He he's in there, and, and then of course, yeah. but well, yeah, I, I agree, Joshua. We do need to bring back the national. Who who is the girl in that? Diane Kruger, isn't that her oh, name? Dude, I Diane can't something. Remember. I she's the. I've she's, actually never seen. Any of them. 
Scum You've never seen them. What? Wow, oh, dude! I've, you gotta watch at least National Treasure one. I've only I've only seen the first one actually. I probably there's like this. two or three. There's only two of two. them. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Only two. If we if if there was a if there was a god right and and there was justice in the <laughs> yeah. world, then we would get rid of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and, and allow the National Treasure franchise to flourish. Yeah. I did like the first Pirates movie. The fr- I yeah, well, everyone yeah. liked the first Pirates movie. Yeah, the yeah. second Pirates movie is serviceable, and then everyone else. Yeah, everyone after that has been just yeah garbage. Absolute garbage. I tried to watch At World's End, and I, it's so bad. I've, I haven't. So there's like a fourth and a fifth one. The yeah, fourth, the fifth the one fourth. I watched, and it was pretty awful. Is it's that the one where Jack's not even in it? Jack Sparrow. No, that's the fourth. Wait, Captain Jack Sparrow. He's I'm, in all of them. He's in all of them, but I think they're coming. They're rebooting Pirates. Why? Yeah, and why he's not? not in it. Why not? Yeah, have some other asshole play him. Yeah, who cares? I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. Also, uh, that's like, another thing that was uh, fake. Apparently, well, that, was another, Amber that was another Me Too that was apparently fake. Well, uh, um, I know. Like, the more that comes out, the more it seems like the Amber Heard was like lying about the, the about being like hit. Like, it seems like her real uh, her real impact and like like reason for divorcing Johnny Depp is that he's like an alcoholic who gets drunk and falls asleep at noon. But like. Her, the, what she front loaded with was that he hit me, and then it's like, quite a few people have been like, yeah, it never this event incident never occurred, and like I think it was one of his bodyguards who was like, yeah, actually, like she was she was any, abusive to him. Anyone she, was hitting someone, it was her. Yeah, and it's like, and then like the response is to be like, okay, that's what I'm just, saying. Bad look. Yeah, we're just gonna air out Johnny Depp's dirty laundry, which he has plenty because he's like a. Of course, he's like a what, like in his forties, fifties, Hollywood star. He's probably done a bunch of shit, but like that, 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 like not being the case. Um, they, they, they had one photo, like her lawyer release, which was like it looked pretty fake. Where it's like, here's Johnny with his two lines of cocaine for lunch, and it's like he has like, like I could see right there. It, it's like a, like a box full of cocaine that says J, like JD on it. And I'm like. <laughs> Is he supposed to have like an embroidered initialed? It's a monogrammed Coke box. It's like, oh, I can't believe you've given it to me, love. Thank it's like you. They, it's like they set it up and they're like, well, they're not going to believe it's his uh, cocaine. <laughs> we have to put the JD on there. No problem. No yeah. problem, dried up. It's no problem at all. I'm Nicholas Cage. Yeah. It's like if you're going to have a messy Hollywood divorce, then you should do it like Neil Gaiman and that one cra- one lady did. <laughs> you almost said crazy bitch, but yeah. well, you stopped yourself. You're like, Ugh. yeah, because they they're both they're both pretty like in the in this scenario they both are pretty crazy and how they handled it. Mel, that, Mel Gibson's divorce was pretty good too. Yes. Um, who's, who else has had good divorces? Um, I plenty. I just like that. His Welcome to the divorce podcast. Okay, one thing though, before we go, yeah. uh, that movie Inside Man with Spike Lee, the Spike Lee movie Inside Man, fucking trash. Haven't seen it. Is it a new one? No, it's like an older one. It's like two thousand uh, something. It's got Clive Owens, Denzel oh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got Not this cop to be who, confused with. It's the got porno inside a man. It's got this cop. In it, who's like racist, and he's talking to Denzel, and he's like, "Yeah, fucking, you know, I went down there," and he's like a typical New, they're in New Yorker. Right? He's like, "I went down there," and uh, he's like, "Tell me, tell me about that kid, that that twelve year old kid that pointed a gun in your face." He's like, "Well, you know, it's just a couple of spicks fighting." He's like, "Oh," he's like, "Okay, a little less color." He's like, "Oh, sorry, it was this Nick, this African American boy." He's like, "I'm sorry, you know, I'm gonna be more more conscientious about what I say. Like, you never know who's listening." I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, why is this? Okay. It's a, it's a bad movie though. It, they, so ocean, so it's a heist movie. Yeah. Right. And the oceans 11 reveal. You son of a bitch. You I'm still have like an hour and a half left after you figure out what the fuck is going on, Ugh. which is fucking awful. Yeah. And we watched it and I was like, this is awful. And then I went back and watched Buffy, which is Kung Fu vampires, which is nice. great. All right, Luca. I have, I have to feed the cat. Yeah. All right. All right. We all we all have our cats. See ya. See ya.